This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is Ryan of Top Rope Nation, and you're listening to an exclusive preview of this week's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Podcast. Now, this is an exclusive show we do for our supporters over at patreon.com slash Nation. If you enjoyed the preview and you want to hear the episode in its entirety, head on over to Patreon, become a supporter of the show, and get full access to this edition of Top Rope Nation Classics and all editions in the future. We hope you enjoy this special free preview, and we'll be seeing you over at patreon.com slash Nation. Right. How can that song not take you back to your teen- teenage years of 1997? This is the second episode of Top Rope Nation Classics. Thanks for tuning in here on Patreon. I am Ryan Drosty, and I am joined as always by Justin Joint and Kyle Ross. We're going to be going back in time this week and looking at the 1997 incarnation of WWE's second biggest show of the year, SummerSlam. We're going to be talking pop culture that was going on in 97. Uh, wrestling in general, and I got to say, guys, I don't know where this year ranks for you guys, but uh, I, I've said it on the show before. '97 is by far my favorite year in pro wrestling history. I I even threw a uh, poll up on our Twitter page earlier today, asking people, like looking at the late '90s, what do you think was the best year in wrestling? '96, '97, '98, or '99? And last I looked, '97 and '98 were very close. And I think for me. That's kind of where I would come in, too, because I feel like 96, WCW was hitting, but WWF was kind of lagging behind. And in 99, WWF was hitting, but WCW was falling apart. And like 97 and 98, both companies were kind of hitting, you know, both of them were on fire at different points in the year. So I don't know, what would you guys say? Where does 97 rank for you in uh, your favorite years in wrestling history? Let's start with Kyle. What's going on out there in Cleveland, Kyle? <laughs> wouldn't you want to know um 1997 is I hate to use the term definitely but i'm going to use it is definitely the wwf's best year in the 90s uh and i would if you segment it from like march till about survivor series that's maybe the best eight months in company history content wise uh, because the, the thing with 97 is like the first month and then the, actually believe it or not the last one the tv's not that good but my god um you know all the, the couple weeks leading up to wrestlemania 13 which ironically did the lowest um number of buys of any wrestlemania in history um through the survivor series is is i think the best television that WWE's ever done 
I would I would agree. It's right up there. I mean, this is the time period that set the stage for the wrestling boom, no doubt about it. This is when WWF's business turned the corner. It was on fire. Like the reason I like it so much is just the summer of ninety seven was insane. And we're gonna talk about the USA, Canada stuff that was going on, but like the scheduling and how they were going back and forth between the US and Canada and Raw seemingly every other week. Fans were so into it, just some of the hottest crowds I can remember watching pro wrestling. It was just I loved it as a fan. Ate and to your up. yeah, to your point that you mentioned when you talk about WCW and make it all encompassing for wrestling. Uh, this period in particular that we're gonna talk about, like the summer of ninety seven, is probably the height of me flipping back and forth between USA and TNT on Monday night. Oh yeah. Where I just like didn't want to miss anything. You know, mm-hmm. y- you were right. In ninety six I was more WCW. Um, I know it, it's ironic. This time period is actually when, you know, according to the metrics, WCW was furthest ahead of WWF. Um, but creatively, I think, you know, when you look back, WWF was actually better. Uh, but 96, you know, I, I, is to me when WCW was furthest ahead. And then, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head as we move through 98 and certainly to 99. Um, WCW just simply wasn't very good anymore. And it was, you know, pretty much. On USA Net, my TV pretty much stayed on USA Network most of the time. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because in the mid '90s, when I would be watching wrestling, my dad would always watch Nitro, and I would always watch Raw. <laughs> and I think because the older stars were on Nitro, and I would be always watching like in our basement, and he'd be watching Nitro, and I'd run back and forth. And I, he actually had a TV that had picture in picture, which in like '96 and '97 was really rare. And you could go back and forth and swap out which was the bigger picture. And '97 is when I remember we kind of started watching it together, and he would be more. In, he started to get more into the WWF with what was going on. And the other thing that was cool is they replayed Nitro. Oh yeah, on TNT like eleven. And in the summer, like I would actually, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you know what, I'll watch Raw more often because I can always catch the Nitro replay. But uh, good times in wrestling. Oh sure. yeah. Justin, what do you think? Where does this time period rank for you? Uh, it's got to be top three. Um, I don't know what my third one would be, but I'd also have to put uh, really uh, 1991 in there because my dad had a uh, a giant satellite in his <laughs> that he had installed <laughs> in his backyard, mm-hmm. and like by, I could move it and find a perfect station where I'd be able to get uh, all the pay per views for free, which was amazing. And uh, y- you guys talking about how you'd watch. Raw and Nitro at the same time. Um, I actually had two TVs. I, I lived in a basement um, with two buddies, actually, who who lived with me because they came kind of came from bad homes, and my mom's a saint and took them in. Um, so we had two TVs, like basically on opposite sides of the wall, and so we'd have both of those going for one on Raw, one on Nitro every <laughs> every Monday night. Not to uh. Sweet. Not to quote Katy Perry, but man, that sounds like a teenage dream right there. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> I the best. Love that. Oh yeah, and then we'd wrestle. <laughs> sounds amazing. It's good times, man. This was a good time to grow up and to be a teenager. Just everything going on. Um, before we get in that time machine and go back to SummerSlam '97, I wanted to set the stage, kind of like I did on last week's show, um, which you can check out in our archives, uh, where we looked at SummerSlam '91, and just kind of talk about. What was going on in pop culture? What did things cost in 97? What was going on in the sports world and politics? 
And so if I pull up the stats from 1997, I know some of these are going to set Kyle off. Actually, let me just start off with the one that's going to set Kyle off. All right, get this, Kyle. I'm in a, I'm in a chippy <laughs> mood already tonight, pal. Be careful. In 1997, the average uh, annual income in the United States for a person was $37,000. And the average cost of a new house in 97, 124 thousand dollars okay fast forward to 2018 i told you the average income was thirty-seven thousand in 97 21 years later the average income in the united states is about forty seven thousand dollars but instead of the average home being one hundred and twenty four thousand dollars um the average sale price of a home in the quarter one of 2018 across the country three hundred and seventy four thousand dollars so income has not gone up to compensate for that massive increase in housing prices what do you think about that kyle yeah (laughs) i got blocked i I, twitter dropped the hammer on me actually this week i didn't even tell you guys this oh god you got i I was uh for 12 hours yeah i had they made me delete a tweet Was that the one you you sent to the? Uh, no, I'm not I'm not going to talk about it on air. You can check out his. You can, you can talk, check no, out. No, it's not Twitter there page. anymore. It's deleted. Oh, okay. My, but I, I was, you know, our good buddy Derek. He liked it. I saw it. Yep, that's. I, I, I had le- I had less than kind things to say to Clay Travis yeah, about it. his terrible takes <laughs> on LeBron James. I did see that. And he does look like a mentally handicapped with Brian. I'll stand by that. So he must have reported <laughs> you, Kyle. Uh, that's actually the second time that I think he has. <laughs> So, uh, Justin, you're in, you're going to be in the market for shopping for a new home pretty soon. What do you think about that? '97 uh, uh, <laughs> was a better time to be to be in the uh, U.S. economy than 2018 for a, a middle class so. person. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I I'm kind of distracted. I, I started trying to find Kyle's tweets, so that, that's kind of where my <laughs> mind was there. No, it's I, gone, I totally man. missed all of it. They're, they're like, we will reinstate you if you remove this tweet. So I removed it. I'm a oh, coward. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. A couple other things here that I found. Um, Sorry if I offended you out there in Twitter land. <laughs> the uh, uh, average monthly rent, $97, $576 a month. Uh, gas was 122 which I vividly remember because my family drove from Iowa to Florida in the summer of 97 to uh, go to Disney World for the first time. Gas was cheap think, back then. So I was 16 in 1996, and I think like right when I got my driver's license was like the cheapest gas ever was in our generation like i remember paying under a dollar yeah i remember being like 89 cents around then for sure it's crazy yeah so um what else what was going on well one of the biggest news stories of the year in 97 happened just a few weeks after SummerSlam when princess diana died in that uh tragic car crash in paris france which i always remember because i think i was watching saturday night live that night and they broke in with like breaking news and the way it, it broke in it seemed like it was uh it was like part like it was a skit or something because snl like just started if i remember right and then they broke in with that but uh yeah due to the time difference this was like you know 10 30 p.m central time and she was over in paris so that was that was a tragic time obviously uh, i was at an applebee's when i learned about that just yeah <laughs> it's memorable though like you can remember where you were when yeah. it happened so that was one of the big events of the year um 
the uh, U.S. landed a, the Pathfinder on Mars, and uh, this was kind of interesting. Uh, an IBM computer beat the world chess champion. It was the first time this guy, his name was Gary Kasparov. It was the first time he had lost ever. He lost to a computer. So they said that that was kind of like the changing of the wind where technology and artificial intelligence started going ahead of humans. So uh, sporting world. I don't want to open up any bad wounds, Kyle. But what happened in uh, baseball in 1997? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh and I didn't care as much as you think, and I have a, I'm glad you brought this up. The floor, the then Florida Marlins beat the Cleveland Indians in the World Series. Thank you, Jose Mesa. Uh, and about 30 seconds after that game ended, I looked at my buddy Matt and said, uh, let's put on Halloween Havoc. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, game seven of the World Series, same night as Halloween Havoc, and Ray and Eddie cheered me up pretty quick. Oh, yeah, great match. Maybe we'll cover that one in the future on this show. Um not to open up a bad wound for myself, but the uh, my hated Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl that year over the uh, New England Patriots, and Just keep uh, saving that NBA for last. But uh-huh. uh, yes, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls won their fifth NBA title when Steve Kerr sank the game-winning shot in Game Six over the Utah Jazz. So good times in '97 in the draft. Steve oh, Kerr's yeah. been sinking some good shots on Twitter.com oh, recently. Yeah. His yeah. tweets do not get reported. There's one other big thing from 1997. Go ahead. I lost my virginity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of content you get on Patreon.com. There we go. Justin Joint having a very good year in 1997. Kind of uh, mad about that, to be honest with you. Beat me by a year. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the only, the only other thing I wanted to... Uh, you guys beat me by Patri- several years. Patreon-only gonna... content, folks. This is what you uh, The only other sporting thing I wanted to mention, because it's obviously super memorable, is uh, Mike Tyson biting Evander Holyfield's ear off. Also happened in 1997. So, uh, yeah. N64, PS1 reigning supreme in the uh video game world and uh yeah that's where we were at so you guys ready to talk some pro graps 1997 august 3rd 97 you ready to go i think it was, it's funny you mentioned the date this has to be the earliest summer slam of all time oh yeah it's yeah, super early in the month yeah we talked about we talked about uh, the 91 and the rest of the early ones being on a monday but uh yeah this is certainly the earliest and the return to the state of new jersey Mm, yes. All Which right. We'll get into it. Later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get in the time machine. We're heading back. 1997 on the horizon. Conspicuous manifestations of hate. Athletic excellence would be applauded.